FinTech Hunting is hosted by Michael Hammett, JD, CMT, keynote speaker, author, and founder and president of Next Level Advisors. Join Michael as he seeks out tech visionaries, leading lenders, trailblazing executives, and other financial influencers to bring you actionable insights and lead generation tactics, all centered around industry greatness and success. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to FinTech Hunting. We have a very special guest with us today. We have Michael Marquette. He is the president and partner at Quartel. Michael, welcome to the show. Michael, thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's great to be here. Well, it is great to have you. You bring a wealth of insight and expertise, and we're going to dive into that in a few minutes. But I, we'd be remiss with everything going on right now with the pandemic and everything. What are some of the things that you're seeing and how is it impacting some of the industries that you serve? Yeah, it's a, it's a timely question. And I've been actually quite busy, uh, very popular right now to be in the phone business and to be monitoring phone calls, especially with a, a focus on mortgage as everyone's shifting to the work from home environment. So it's, it's uh, I'm not actually cool, as you know, Michael, because you, you know me. But um, I feel cool with all the attention. Unfortunately, it's under these under these rough circumstances. Um, work from home is what everybody is, is the only thing people can do right now in this country. I think it's 330 or 300 of the 330 million people uh, are work from home right now. So a huge impact, and we're getting a ton of questions around that, and a lot of ask for help, if, if you can imagine. Absolutely. And I, and I do want to discuss that in much greater detail in a second. So with all of these millions of people working from home, you know, the first couple of weeks of the pandemic, I think people were just trying to get acclimated. They were trying to get their computers set up. They were trying to see if they had their phone line. But now that people are kind of getting a little bit entrenched of having to work from home and trying to adjust to this new normal, talk to me about how important the technology behind the phones, being able to route, what does it really mean to be able to route? What is it impact does it have on people's business? Go in a little bit more detail about how technology and specifically voice and routing is impacting this remote workforce um, and the 300 and some million out there. Right, I, I heard two questions in there. One is like kind of the, functional and technical, how do we route, are we ready to do this? And as you said, everyone's focused on that in the first couple of weeks. And then part two is how do we manage it, right? So kind of two questions. And so kudos to to all of uh, the banks, mortgage companies, and others out there who have the forethought to see a potential disaster of any kind and have all this backup routing in place. When the order actually came to start working from home, Right, all these companies for the first time are going, oh, geez, we're actually going to evoke our emergency contingency plans to route to home. And actually doing it didn't prove turnkey and in a day you're up and running like you think when you prepare. Overall, our clients and everyone I've worked with did a pretty good job. There were hiccups there, and of course, the customer base at this point in time is so understanding. Right, I don't think I've ever operated in an era where the customer uh, patience for businesses was so accepting as it is right now. So, so great job uh, for everyone who made the change. For those that haven't or are still looking at it, 
there are so many web-based services today. A quick search and you'll find so many businesses that will help you to make that move to work from home. Now part two is a little bit different question and that is, you know, how do we how do we make that transition and actually perform the management function? For the most part, we're talking about what were call centers of maybe small office of five, but maybe maybe a couple hundred people in the call center. And now they're doing apparently their same function, their same job, but they're doing it at home. Well, I can't walk up behind an individual anymore and sit there and work with them, observe them, and, and talk with them or do instant coaching. Now we have this distance, and it's for so many managers, it's very different, right? How do we transition our psyche to manage from a distance? And then what new information do we want that we would normally pick up from nonverbal cues of working with our reps to now not having those? And that's where the data mining is really coming into play. Fantastic. And let's talk a little and let's go a little bit deeper because I think so many people were just worried about, hey, how do I get the connection and is a call going to be routed? But like you said, if you're used to a call center environment or if you're used to being on the floor and watching people's facial expressions and getting a, a pulse of how the call's going and everything like that, and now all of that is gone, what can technology do to better educate, inform, and help these managers, these business owners track what's going on on the phone? Because communication now and the right communication and transparent communication is critical during COVID-19. Yeah, it, it's really a little bit of everything, and, and that's the trick. Uh, and that's why it's so important to be close to your data and the phone calls. First off, there's, you know, you, we listen to calls all day long and a lot of them get elevated to management. And, you know, you hear dogs barking, uh, kids playing or screaming, right? You may hear my five-year-old, I refer to her as the vice president of joy. That's <laughs> common today. And, and um, we expect it. Again, we're, we're patient with that. But now also you start to notice different things about, you know, as, as children are homeschooling, they have set programs and times, but maybe maybe they have a lunch hour from 12.30 to 1.15. And how does that impact now that banker, for example, working from home? So this is a lot of the data is coming back to, to show this is the you know optimal days and times to route calls based on the reality now of every household and expanded hours. And this might be something that every listener just can relate to. I certainly can, as we see it in our data, where we're seeing Loan officers take calls into the evening. They're available, so I'll take a call. Customers are saying, I'll give it a shot and, and make that attempted dial. Uh, workout routines are changing for exercise, right, and working routines are changing. As the home and the work life get blended, we no longer see that, you know, huge Monday spike and then dropping down to nothing by Saturday at 10. We're starting to see it stretch in the hours earlier and later and go through the weekend as our home and work lives become one. Fan, fantastic information, really great insights because I think this is what so many people haven't really dived deep enough into of really understanding the psychology and how all of the dynamics of working remotely have changed. And because you're close to the data and you can see what's happening uh, with that data, you now can provide these trends and these analysis, which I see is, is super valuable. I think 
a number of our listeners are taking notes and really listening to your insights. What are some of the things, what are some of the lessons learned as you start saying, okay, we've transitioned. Yes, you may hear the dog bark. You may hear the president of joy in the background, but what are some of the other things that these uh, companies should be looking out for with the remote? What are, what's some of the technology that it's allowing you to listen to the calls? What observations can you make? Uh, is coaching part of listening to the call so that people can respond quicker? Give us a little bit more insight from that perspective. Yeah, co coaching, planning, strategy, uh, process changes, all of that is important as we listen to the phone calls. And I'll, I'll touch on coaching in a moment, but first it is a bit of a mindset change and it's an organizational coaching opportunity for managers to loan officers. Whereas it's always been the mentality of let's, let's work alone today, let's refinance you today, right? But not all the mechanisms are in place to get that accomplished. Rates are low, customers are home, they have time, they're motivated to refinance as an example. Unfortunately, they've been furloughed or they've been laid off and they've got every bit of confidence and indication that they're gonna be earning again, hopefully in a few weeks, you know, fingers crossed and, and screaming, definitely in a few months, right? And so now rather than you know closing today, it's about how do we position ourselves to get that immediate lift when we start to return to the old normal. Who's gonna be in the best position at that point? Right? One of the big reasons you wanna to close today is so that next week my potential customer doesn't refinance with brand X. Well, if two months go by, maybe there are three or four banks that have interacted and are waiting to support this customer's refinance plans as soon as he or she goes back to work. Well, these are sales processes we haven't worked on. And so the data is now driving new strategies and new planning to help in this situation. Great, and when you talk about that strategy, I think it's critical too, whether it's for refinance, whether people are looking for forbearance. You've got to be able to get out in front of it, have transparency and communication. But as you mentioned, it's the strategy. And more importantly, the strategy is predicated on what the data is telling you of when are people available? What are they looking for? Let's take it one step further. And so you've got the strategy down now. Do we get into coaching or from the strategy, it then first comes out to messaging and content and how does that happen? Yeah, during the first couple of weeks, you were right. There was, we had our coaching programs halt, halted. Uh, there was no time, everyone was getting set up. And we were ready for that to kind of just stay that, that way, perhaps until we return to the normal that we all know. But I actually picked up a couple of weeks ago where our clientele started coming back and saying, you know what, no, we need coaching now. Again, we're removed from our, our loan officers, sticking with the same example. And so now we, we need to do this coaching. And it goes into really every big ticket item. We hear a lot of it coming in from automotive as well, as everyone is transitioning to digital retailing, right? And I, know, I don't have any visibility to these conversations, whereas before the customer was in the store. And so the, both the ability to have that call recording converted into 
text so that machine learning analytics can be performed on it and then triggered to the, the individuals on the front line, the employees, to really go in and self-assess a few of those phone calls has become in big demand again. Because it's feedback to the managers. The managers are now saying, okay, I'm not completely blind. We sent in 200 calls to my team today. And we actually have the data back on that to know who connected, who made a connection, you know, who moved forward in, in the uh, application process, who did it and why. So that now they can make those one-to-one -one calls with their bankers and develop, or excuse me, deliver uh, the coaching that they need to succeed in a work from home environment. Well, and you just mentioned there a lot of technology. I think a lot of people think of, oh, okay, uh, how am I going to listen to 200 calls? But you talked about machine learning. You talked about having those calls transcribed, having machine learning so that it can look for trends, keywords, phrases that are being used. Can you expand upon that a little bit? Because I don't think a lot of the listeners are really familiar with how far technology has evolved in this realm. Yeah, and, and it's a great I'm glad you asked that question because it, it often catch, catches people by surprise. Um, part of the issue there is we've heard this call is being recorded for quality assurance for decades. It's to the point where we're like, okay, is the call really being recorded? And today, in 2020, it definitely is. They're like, okay, well, is anybody really listening to it? Who can listen to hundreds of millions of calls? Well, it's one guy, he's a robot, right? And, and he processes all of them. And he, he's happy. He, we don't have to, he never calls in sick, right? He never comes <laughs> in a bad mood. He just sits there and listens to the calls. I like to joke, we have to reboot him about once a month, but that only takes a couple minutes and then he's off and running again. So just as you talk to your phone, hey Siri, hey Google, we've been doing it now for a good three years where this speech to text is actually pretty good and the context that an Alexa returns to one of our requests is pretty on point. Well, it's those same technologies, right? These great leaders like uh, leading technology companies like Amazon, Google, Microsoft, they paved the way. And then really focused niche companies like Cortel, we then take that and say, well, how do we apply that specifically to mortgage to pick out all the nuance out of those calls? These solutions are available at the niche level, they're available at the high level. You don't need to spend a lot of money. Again, you can Google it and find tons of solutions out there that can help you start just cap capturing all this call data to all the phone calls now going to your work from home employees. And maybe it's not sophisticated with bells and whistles going off, but it's gonna give you the data you need. You're gonna be able to access any phone call, the audio portion, the voice to text portion of it, and get a, a good understanding of what's going on a view that you may have lost when your employees convert it to work from home. Excellent. And let's talk about that thing because you talked about there's a lot of potential solutions out there, but one of the advantages of working with a partner that truly understands and is entrenched in that specific industry, whether you mentioned automotive or whether it's mortgage, where's the value that that brings how does that help them with speed to market and more importantly, with really understanding what's taking place during that transaction? Can you expand upon a little bit about that, that knowledge, that expertise, that subject matter expertise that really takes this to a whole nother level? Yes, it's, um, 
it's it's nuance and it's specialty um, kind of solutions that go along with the core. So when I say nuance and, and augmented solutions, what am I saying? Well, if you hear a phone call and someone's calling up and says, yes, I'm calling about a lease. Okay, well, is that a lease through the mortgage banker and you're working with her on a potential refinance or is that a lease on a you know new Toyota Camry? Right, so it's the nuance and the context that actually helps to make sense out of the speech to text, and it's so sophisticated when you look at these like big engines, like from the Googles or the Twilios, you'll actually see the voice to text in real time as a person speaking, and it says the word uh, and then second word lease as it's about a car, and then the caller continues to follow up on my refinancing package, and then it, you see in real time a lease becomes a person's name. So that's how deep the technology is once it's been trained. Right. And so it takes thousands of hours of calls where data has been rationalized, right? So humans have sat there for thousands of hours and said, oh, this is a person's name. Oh, this is a financial transaction. Oh, this is an interest rate. Once that goes into the machine, that's when the machine learning can take over and become an expert. So across every vertical, you know, there are thousands of upstart companies doing just that, applying the vertical nuance to that bit of machine learning, whereas the Googles and the Amazons and the Microsofts are focused on the big engine underneath it all. Gotcha. So we do this, and yeah, and then we get all this great data, right? Well, in often cases, like right now, as we just shared with the COVID-19 situation, this great data is showing us things that we haven't seen before. So collectively, we emerging companies in these verticals can then take that data as an early adoption and start to apply it to best practices and solutions today. So as automotive dealers are trying to figure out how to sell online, something they've never done before, right? it used to be call for price, come in for the best price. Well, those aren't options anymore. They can't come in. So just in the past four weeks, we've de developed hundreds of pages of content based on what we've heard working. In just a few weeks, you can, uh, at mass, you can uh, pull in all of this data in a matter of days, process it, make sense of it, and see what the best practices are. Well, and I love how you said that because I think so many times what I've heard, I, I was on a, a Lunch and Learn webinar earlier today, and they talked about, well, there's not a playbook for this pandemic. And while there's not a playbook, if people lean in, if they embrace technology, technology similar to what you're talking about right now, very quickly we can learn what is this new normal and what's working. And I think that that's very, very powerful. And I love that you can share your insights and visibility across different industries so it's not just so tailored to one thing. But you have observations of what's working uh, for automotive. You have observations of what's working in mortgage. What are some of the things for the people out there that really haven't embraced this technology yet? What are some of the things they should look for? And how quickly can they get something like this up and running? Can get it up and running in real time. Again, there's so many online turnkey solutions that you can sign up for and it doesn't break the bank to in, in, you know, enable work from home. And of course, you want to do it in a crawl, walk, run fashion. 
with that that first step of crawl just being to have visibility. I want every phone call recorded and converted from speech into text. I want every text message captured and routed, right? So even though it's going into my phone number, I want that text to continue on to the dealership, to the mortgage banker. I also want visibility to it because people don't call or text, especially when you're at home, you call and text. So that's the crawl, just get visibility to it. Number two, the walk, is okay, at this point, let's start to take actions on this data, and we're, we're walking, right? We're building our own best practices. We're consulting with these playbooks that Cortel and others are putting out as fast as we can and, and managing it ourselves until the point where you get to the run stage, which is now you've established your KPIs for what's right for your business, and you're able to run. I love it. Crawl, walk, run. I know my listeners are going to go back and, and take some notes there. Michael, as more of this is pushed remote, and we don't know how long this is going to last, is are we going to start reopening some of the economy in a couple of weeks? Is it going to be a couple of months? I think one thing that has definitely changed is people's view on working remotely. What are some other technology? Do you see some additional innovation coming down the pike uh, that will help and even take some of the things we talked about even another step further uh, as more and more companies are embracing and investing in these digital and workforce technologies? Yeah, yeah, great question. I, I believe, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been in the space, I have some expertise, but I'm, I'm no uh, future seer. But I have just observed within my own family, right, the adoption of online meetings like Zoom, and Zoom's been in the press so much. I Zoom several times a day. It's how I do business and always have. But now family members are picking it up, and we're having these family functions, and I know people get together for, for uh, cocktails online. I might have done that once. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so what's the permanent change going to be? How is this going to permanently impact? Might this really have a like we've been going more online meetings and less face-to-face -face meetings for some time but this might be a significant step in that so when it comes to business and retailing and selling it's going to be a significant step towards digital retail and what does that mean it means seamless it means for the first time I can get a letter about lowering my interest rate or I can see a, a digital ad when I search Google for it, I can use a calculator or a tool, see what my payments might be, what my impact to escrow is, and everything else, and then I can make a phone call. And when I talk to that loan officer, the loan officer sees all that work I've done and is right with me in the step of the sale. That's the impact I think that COVID-19 is going to have over anything else is the escalation, right, the, the propel propelling us towards this seamless digital human interaction in retail. Well, and I, I love how you said that because it's really bringing data to the forefront and using it with all of these different technologies to make a much more frictionless uh, buying purchase, a much more digital experience because even as the economy starts opening up, people might not want to go into the auto showroom of uh, originally, right? They may be a little shy, but they still need to purchase a car. 
or uh, from a you know mortgage transaction? Do they want to sit with their lender? You know, what are appraisers going to do? There's a lot of things taking place. Michael, I can't thank you enough for being on the show today. I know our listeners are going to go back and take a lot of notes. You've shared a lot of great insights. As we wrap up, is there anything else you want to share with our audience before we end the episode today? You can't end an episode or a call today without uh, just wishing everyone well. Be well, take care of yours, and uh, I look forward to hopefully bringing more updates and very positive news in a couple weeks. Excellent. Michael, thank you so much for your insights and your time. Uh, We have another wonderful episode of FinTech Hunting with Michael Marquette, president and partner of Quartel. Thank you all. It's been a pleasure. FinTech Hunting is brought to you by Next Level Advisors. Next Level Advisors, where businesses come to grow.